is going on, boils and ghouls? This is Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am Eric, and I am joined by... Christian! And Sam. Thank you for joining us for this special Halloween episode. This has been one wild spooky season. Wildly fast. Yeah, it, went, it went by very fast. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed Vamptober. I hope you guys enjoyed our plethora of different subjects for September. And make sure you guys are downloading the shows. It means a lot to us. And leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'll read it at the start of the show. Um, we got a ton planned for the rest of the year, but let's focus on the day. Halloween. Happy Halloween! I feel like Halloween is is a tradition that is losing ground. And there has been a multitude of reasons why. But I feel like people just don't decorate and take it serious anymore. And it breaks my fucking heart. I mean, it's people that decorate in August. We do decorate in August. Um, I had an electrician ask me yesterday. He's like, I have a feeling your house is like this year round. And I was like, yes. what would give you that feeling? <laughs> yes. Uh, we had an electrician come by to check out a GFI switch. And uh, <laughs> he picked up on the vibe real quick. The vibe is very... Very apparent. Obviously, I have a feeling this is year round. What would give you that idea? Us? No. No, not at all. Not with like the permanent Halloween decor that's up. He didn't come up here. He never came up here into the studio where it is literally Halloween. I've built a horror movie viewing center in this room that is just phenomenal. I love it. Uh, and we come up here and watch horror movies before the episodes. So there's that. But like I said, today is the day that we celebrate giving out candy. And when the veil is thinnest between our realm and the spirit world. So let's just get to the, the brass tacks of this. So- Halloween always has this weird thing of always check your candy. Mm -hmm. You got to check your candy because, and this has gone on for a long time of like people putting razor blades and apples and poison in the candy. Well, there's one crazy bastard that actually did it. The man who killed Halloween. I'm trying to at least he, he made a damn good effort. Valiant effort. Which is why we're stuck with bullshit like trunk or treat. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you decorate the trunk of your car and hand out candy out the trunk of your car, you're an asshole. Decorate your house, hand out candy. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to decorate your trunk. No. Mm, no. You show effort to the spirits. Of- I never said that I was for it, Eric. You're like so on it. You're on high alert with this truck or treat thing i hate it i <laughs> fucking hate it i think it's a goddamn abomination he's already like planned out like when i asked him i was like what are we doing for halloween i remember going to this one running house houses. do you remember running houses uh going around all the different houses yes. in the neighborhood oh, my, fuck parents, yeah. my parents would like 
I don't know if you guys experienced this, but like I always grew up in like a very suburban neighborhood and our parents would drop us off at the beginning of the street and you just went and hit every house all the way down. Oh, yeah. At the end of the cul-de-sac. And then you got back in the vehicle and when, then you went to the next cul-de-sac. When I was a young lad, uh, before we moved here. Yeah. We would go and trick or treat and it was fucking awesome. And people took the shit serious. Like there was a teacher I had in elementary school and I remember her fucking name. I won't say it on here cause I don't want to dox anybody, but she would decorate her front yard. Like it was a fucking crime scene. Love it. Like there would be I'm corpses in the trees and body bags on the ground. And there would just be like, at one point, I really thought she had like pig intestines on the on the ground and, sh- and oh shit. Oh my god! Like, like she, real ones? Yeah, like she went all fucking out. Oh, I love it. And her house was like, it was my dream Halloween house. So, like right now, you have like the cutesy version of it. Like, baby, she had literal corpses hanging in the tree, like. They were stuffed dummies in body bags, but they were like, there was a noose around the neck and it was hanging in a fucking tree. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> like, and then I remember my dad took me to a haunted house and they had like pig body parts everywhere. Yeah. And they were, it was like Texas chainsaw massacre themed. And then this dude at the end of the haunted house fired up a chainsaw and chased us all. And it was great. And it was next to a mental asylum. Oh, my God. In my hometown, we had, I guess have, I don't know. Maybe they still have it. I don't know. It was like this, like, abandoned orphanage. Oh, hell yeah. That we, not we, but, like, they, a a company, I guess. I don't fucking know. uh, Turned into a haunted house, like, trail. Like a dot. Yes, it was a freaking. I remember going with my grandmother, and she took me to a haunted house in, like, the outskirts of North Carolina, um, outside of Raleigh, and she was like, yeah, we're going to go to the Coca-Cola factory, and I was like, that's going to be fucking boring as hell. Well, the Coca-Cola company owns a chicken processing plant where they kill chickens. What? So they did, yeah. What the fuck does Coca-Cola do with chickens? I don't know, but that's where she worked at. It's and Pepsi owns KFC, but... Well, Coca-Cola owns a chicken processing plant in South in Sanford, South Carolina, or North Carolina. That's fucking and wild. And they did a haunted house there. And if you can imagine what that was like, walking down the rows <laughs> where they're like, oh, it was fucking... Where it just reeks of chicken shit. It reeked, no, of death. It reeked of death. If you could smell what death smelled like, that's what death smelled like. That's pretty gnarly. I love it. With chicken shit. So, now that we've all relived our childhoods and with we would Halloween. Love to, I would like to hear some of you guys' like stories. Yeah. Of, like, reliving if you got any ch- awesome Halloween stories or memories, fucking share them with us. We'd love to hear that shit because we relish in it. We yeah. really fucking do. This is like our holiday. It makes you feel like you're a kid again. It really does. But with that being said, there is one particular asshole that tried to ruin everything. And that's who we're going to cover today. And his name is Ronald Clark O'Brien. 
And oh boy, is this a treat for you. On Halloween night, back in 1974 in Houston, Texas, not Houston, Pasadena, Deer Park? Deer Park. Deer Park. An optician named Ronald Clark O'Brien was out with his kids, eight-year-old Timothy and five-year-old Elizabeth, trick-or-treating in a neighborhood near their home. Their neighbor, Jim Bates, and his son joined them also. They approached a house with all the lights off, but the kids decided that they would shoot their shot anyway. I mean, it's Halloween and you get free candy. Why not even, why not just try? You never know. You never know. They could have had like a bowl out like some houses do. Some houses always had this. The please only take one. <laughs> you took a handful. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you just take a handful? Unsupervised with a candy bowl? Please. And then I watched Trick or Treat, and now I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what this story reminds me of. Yes. He really does. Yeah. The the school principal that poisons the little fat kid mm -hmm. from Bad Santa. <laughs> but so they, they knocked on the door, but no one came to the door. The kids gave up and ran off to the next house. Jim followed, but Ronald fell behind. He kind of like lagged, not lagged. Is that the right term? Yeah, I would say he lagged. He lagged behind. Lagged behind. Okay, yeah. that just didn't sound like the right term. I don't know why. It just sounded funny to me. He eventually catches back up with the group, and he brought good news with him. He showed the kids five giant pixie sticks, like the big long ones you get at like candy stores. Shit. Mm. With the tail that's... I've never liked pixie sticks. What? Uh, I kind of did. I, I wasn't like super crazy about them or I remember anything. some kids snorted them in middle school and I was, I was like, these guys are fucking retarded. One of my ex-boyfriends snorted Old Bay. Please don't ever say that in front of Jackson. Ever. He is already a hummingbird. Could you imagine? Yeah. Be vibrating. And you, had a, you said you had an ex-boyfriend that snorted Old Bay? Yes. What in the fucking Maryland is that? <laughs> He's from Maryland. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. I really hope he doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> he did it, though. He fucking did it. I watched it happen. It's shameful. We'd also been drinking. Shocker. <laughs> anyway. So he brings out these pixie sticks, five of them. That's important. Five pixie sticks. With the tale that someone had in fact been home all along. He hands each of the kids pixie sticks, each uh, and handed the spare one to a kid that Ronald had recognized from church while on their adventure back home with all their treats. Ah, good church going, man. Yeah. What can you go wrong? Everything. <laughs> Once they got home, Ronald allowed Timothy to choose one piece of candy before bed. And what does he choose? Well, Timothy actually chose a sucker. And Ronald said, you don't have enough time to finish that sucker before bedtime. Here, let me pick for you. And pulled out the pixie stick. Well, those things are giant. Yeah. 
That kid I, wasn't going to bed at all. He wouldn't. He wasn't going to go to bed for a it week. Turns out he didn't go to bed at all. Well, he went to oh, bed. Well, he at, went to bed eternally. Forever. forever. He's taking a good old dirt nap. Spoiler alert. <laughs> there is no spoiler alert. No. We've already alerted to the spoils. They know what they're getting into by pressing play. Fair enough. Ronald cut open the tube of the sour powdered candy for his son and handed it back to him. He took one good mouthful of the candy and immediately complained that it tasted bitter. So Ronald got him a glass of Kool-Aid to wash the taste out of his mouth. Less than an hour later, however... Timothy was dead. Pretty violently, actually. That escalated very quickly. Probably about as much as uh, sugar from a pixie stick. He, like, went into convulsions, didn't he? Yeah, by the time he got to the hospital, he was dead. Yeah. That happened under an hour after ingesting the pixie stick. Former Harris County prosecutor Mike Hinton said, quote, it was just a coincidence that I was working the police intake that night. I got a call from the Pasadena PD. They told me an eight year old boy had died. He was rushed to the hospital, but he'd already passed. So his little feelers, his little prosecutor feelers are like, ooh, <laughs> just like that. Mike then called Chief Emmy, Dr. Joseph. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name so it's, it's something polish yeah Jock, we're gonna call him dr joseph because jock no. physics yeah that's where i was gonna go well with i went to school with a uh two girls they were sisters and their last name was michael lojack and the czyk is what makes that that sound lojack Michael Lojack. The Jack is the, the CZYK. Really? Yes. Shock Miss Jack? Yeah. I, yeah, there you go. Shock Miss Jack. I'm still going to call him Dr. Joseph. Okay. okay. Dr. J. Yeah, Dr. J. So Mike tells Dr. Sounds Joseph. like a pimp. <laughs> he says, I told him the situation and he asked what the young man's breath smelled like. Mike tells Dr. Dr. Joseph that it smelled like almonds. Damn, I'm good. It's like you've heard this story before. I didn't even read these notes. (laughs) Dr. Joseph immediately responds with, it's cyanide. Which, duh. Timothy's autopsy confirmed Dr. Joseph's theory. A pathologist said that Timothy had ingested enough cyanide to kill two adults. Tests showed that the... That's fucking impressive. That's a lot of cyanide. And he lasted an hour. Less, well, less than an hour. Yeah, still. I mean, he's eight, so I'm assuming he's a little... That tiny a little, little body. Yeah. I mean, good guy. I still have to cut my 11-year-olds a leave in half. <laughs> so that gives you guys any indication. Yeah. Tests showed that the top two inches of the pixie sticks tubes had been packed with the poison. So that's like so as much. Mr. O'Brien emptied out two inches of the pixie sticks and then replaced those two inches 
with fucking cyanide. And he didn't know which one his kid was going to grab, so he dosed everybody with that shit. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're not there yet. Allegedly. The police were able to go get the remaining pixie sticks from the other kids before they'd open them, which, thank God. Yeah. They noted that whoever had laced the candy with cyanide had used staples to seal the pixie sticks back up, which is what saved one of the other boy's life that night because he wasn't able to get the staple out. All I can think of is that scene from the movie There Will Be Blood. I've never seen where it. Where Daniel Day Lewis's character is like, they, what have they done to my boy? My boy! Oh my God. The police took Ronald back to the neighborhood that they'd been trick-or-treating in so he could point out the house that he'd gotten the candy from. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to figure out what house it was. Which, like... Things look different in the daytime than it does in the nighttime. Yeah. And they probably, like... Well, yeah. So, Things, I kind of understand. Yeah. It it seems like the perfect moiter. Seems. He claimed that he never actually saw the face of the person who handed him the candy. He said a hand had emerged from the doorway and handed him the candy. It was right then that the police started to grow suspicious of Ronald. Well, that was just old man Jenkins. He hates kids. Get off my lawn! I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you damn police and your dogs. They're meddling kids. A few days went by and the police took Ronald out again and they were a little more firm with him this time around. This miraculously jogged Ronald's memory and he was able to locate the house that the poison candy came from. But the man who lived there wasn't at home at the time. So officers went to the man's job, which was Houston's William Hobby P airport and arrested him in front of all of his coworkers. That's the end. Mystery solved. Oh, is it? No. All right. Well, happy <laughs> Halloween, everyone. Happy fucking Halloween. I tricked you. Not really, but. We've got tricks and treats this episode, apparently. Sure do. The owner of the house had an alibi for that night because he was working all night. Mike said, quote. So he wasn't home to hand out the poison pixie sticks? <gasps> no. No he shit. Wasn't. You don't say. I do say. Mike said, quote, his wife and daughter were home and had turned out the lights early as they'd run out of candy. The man's co-workers at, and the timesheets confirmed that he was indeed at work. But there was somebody home. There was somebody home. It could have been a spooky ghost that hung, handed out the candy. But probably not. Probably not. Just a father trying to commit insurance fraud. Way to ruin it for people who didn't know. Oops. Ronald wrote a song about Timothy. Oh, God. I didn't even know about this. And uh, how he joined Jesus and the Lord in heaven. And he performed it at Timothy's funeral. No. 
Uh, yes. He actually got upset with his relatives because they wouldn't stay up to watch the recorded video. Hold on, guys. Not the re- Sit back down. Yeah. I'm getting ready to get to the second bridge. Yeah, like they would. He Yes. He actually Dude, like got upset. All I can think of is in season three of Eastbound and Down when Kenny Powers comes out. Uh, it, the um, Shane's funeral to uh, I can't remember the fucking song, but it's fucking hilarious. If you look up Kenny Powers' funeral, I it'll pull up the scene. That's all I can fucking think of where he's doing the dance over the casket and shit. Oh my gosh, I'll pull it up after this episode's done, but that's all I can think of right now. So at this point, Mike Hinton is convinced that something is going on. Something is awry. Something is aloof. Yes. Mike was teaching at the Pasadena Police Academy when detectives paid him a visit. They found out that Ronald had taken out life insurance policies on the kids of $10,000 each back in January and then upped it 20,000 more each, making it 30k for each child. A month before Halloween. That's a lot. Yeah. For that, that's a pretty big jump. For two kids under 10. That should be like, you know, a, kind of a red flag, I would say. Well, good for Mike Hinton. He did capture the red flag. Yeah. I mean, I got a life insurance policy out on everybody in this house. <laughs> I have a life insurance policy. There you go. Got to you. So, they also found out that he, Ronald, had called about the policy first thing the morning after his son's death. Like, 9 a.m. Now, when can I expect this money? Yeah, literally. So, they were beginning to put together a pretty gruesome picture. Okay, so... I forgot to add that they the police found out that Ronald owed about a hundred thousand dollars in debt. To I couldn't figure out who to, but I'm assuming it's just residual like, debt. I yeah, heard, like I remember reading that he was about to lose his house due to it. So he basically tried to pull a John List. Essentially, yeah. Okay, just less thought out. Not not full blown family annihilator, but you know maybe scramble one of the eggs in the basket. Got to break a couple eggs to make an omelet. Oh Jesus! It's like which kid do I like the least? And he chose the one that would carry on his namesake. Not that that makes it well, any. Maybe that kid was an asshole. I don't know. I mean, mine's an asshole, but I don't want to kill her. Maybe the daughter was his favorite. I don't know. It's literally like. Who's daddy's favorite? Who doesn't want this pixie stick right now? Oh, my God. A search warrant was granted for the O'Brien house. A pair of scissors were found. Was found? Anyway. It was found with plastic residue similar to that the pixie sticks are made of. And Ronald was then taken in for questioning. Finally. Right? I mean, this is this this was the span of about six days. 
when Ronald was finally taken in and arrested. So, like, bravo. Better police work than in L.A. Yes. They were also in Texas. So, I feel like, well, no, because. They look out for things like that. I guess more so than others. I don't know. Anyway, this is like six, the span of six days Mm -hmm. between Halloween night and when Ronald was brought in. The evidence really started to stack up against Ronald. Mike said, quote, it turned out Ronald was going to community college and in class he would ask his professor questions like, what is more lethal, cyanide or another type of poison? Like, why would someone ask that? Well, you never know. It might be because he's plotting to kill his children for the insurance money. Maybe, you know, he was doing a book report on Hitler or something. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> a lot of Nazis used cyanide in capsules in their teeth. Oh. And they'd gross. break that shit and just die instantly. Drop in. Another witness who worked for a chemical company in Houston told police that a man had come in to buy some cyanide, which why the fuck can you just walk into a store and buy cyanide? Well, there's a lot of science shit that implements it. I, I'm just not there's comfortable There's a guy on TikTok that. that buys a whole bunch of crazy shit that I've seen, like with very volatile metals. And he'll like drop them into solutions and then they'll just like explode. That sounds kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, it's super fucking cool. I enjoy watching that shit, especially like late at night when I have nothing else to watch. I'll just go on that guy's channel and see what the fuck he's up to. So Worth shout out to that guy. Worth a scroll. So comes in, this man comes in to buy some cyanide, but left after being told that the smallest amount that he could buy was five <sighs> pounds. That's clearly not enough to kill an eight-year-old. Well, five pounds is just a shit ton of cyanide. He was trying to get enough to, like, kill his eight-year-old, not five pounds worth. Yeah, because think about it. If you have a fucking burlap sack full of cyanide. <laughs> a burlap sack. That, that, that's going to raise some red flags when the cops come and search your house and they're like, oh, my kid fucking died. He got into a pixie stick that killed him. Sir, you have five pounds of cyanide, or, or excuse me, 4.8 pounds of cyanide <laughs> in your uh, garage. That's for the ants. That's for the ants. I use it as ant killer. But the worker, unfortunately, said that he wasn't going to be able to identify Ronald. But he did remember that the man was wearing a beige or blue smock, like a doctor. Which is just what happens that Ronald wears to work in. Huh. Coincidence? I think not. This was still years before DNA testing and even debit cards. So Yeah, they weren't tracking like purchases yeah, and shit. There was They couldn't get your bank records yeah. at the time. Police couldn't place the candy in Ronald's hands or prove that he'd purchased any poison. So Ronald's like, I'm innocent, guys. All, he, he maintained his innocence 
the whole way through the trial. Up until the very end. Yeah. Mike said that Ronald adored all of the attention, especially during his trial. How narcissistic of you, sir. Real piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Seems to be the theme of this month. Ronald entered a not guilty plea on the grounds that he had received the poison candy from this unknown person, a, quote, sick individual using the cover of Halloween to poison unsuspecting children, end quote. That's his defense. This unknown entity, person being whoever, just stuck their hand out of the doorway and she got the wrong in. guy. I didn't do it. There's some sicko out there handing out pixie sticks. Yeah, yeah. Like he, this is just a horrible defense. What if it's true though? That's the that's the crazy thing. Ronald's friends and family testified against him, and they started calling him the Candy Man, which is how he got his nickname. And on June 3rd, 1975, the jury took a mere 46 minutes to come back with a guilty verdict for one charge of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. I feel like that is one of the quickest turnarounds, deliberation times, deliberation times, however we want to quantify it. I don't know. An hour later. Ronald was sentenced to the electric chair. That's pretty fast. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty quick. But that's Texas. They fast track your ass. Oh, uh, absolutely. They give you the fast pass. <laughs> Full free. Yep. Yeah, you don't even have to have a passenger in your, in your uh, passenger seat. Nope. For that one. So, God bless the state of Texas. I freaking love Texas. Since this case, around Halloween, there are rumors that people are lacing kids' candy with different types of drugs, razor blades, I'm going to tell needles. you, nobody that does drugs is going to be giving your kids their drugs. Right. Bold of you to assume that anybody would share. Um, the only way I could believe that if it was a CIA op, because the CIA, which we will cover eventually, used to love putting LSD on anything that they could fucking put put it on. If any of us show up dead, it wasn't by us. I always check my candies. Don't yeah. worry. Well, when the when the time comes where we cover MK Ultra, which won't be next year, but the time will come that we cover MK Ultra. If we sh if we end up moitered after that, you'll know why. <laughs> Well, Ashley Flowers covered MK Ultra, and she's still kicking. All right, well then so we might we be safe. So we should be fine. Nobody gives a shit what us right. have to fucking say in the government. <laughs> in two thousand, God, I can't believe that was twenty-two years ago. It's crazy. Wow, that doesn't hurt. feel like it. That hurt. I Wait. know, right? Thank you, Sam. That hey, hurt real that, deep. That's the real scary part of this episode. Oh my God. Sam brought up the 2000s. Emotional damage. So in 2000, a Minneapolis man was charged with putting needles in Snickers bars. So I'm going to fuck at Snickers. What a monster. Right? How are you going to fuck with Snickers bars? If you're hungry, you're not yourself. Eat a Snickers. 
and you'll get stabbed in the mouth with needles. Who would enjoy that except Albert Fish? Mm. He would love a Snickers bar full of needles. I'm so done with you. So this guy handed out these Snickers bars that he stuffed needles into out to kids. But the only victim, the only reported victim was a teenager who'd gotten a slight prick from the needle. It's still bad, but it could have been worse. I want to know where the razor blade candy apple thing came from. I don't know. Because that's a big one, too. Like, there's there's several big ones. This is, like, the biggest one is poison yeah. in the candy. But I, f- I feel like the razor blade candy apple thing had to have come from somewhere. Like, that, that yeah. that's too wild to just manifest that. Right. So there's got to be some validity to it. Mm-hmm. Probably some sort of, but I don't know. It's worth a Google. Yeah. I mean, we might, have to, we might have to Google that. Ever since Timothy, there hasn't been a single case where a child has actually died after eating poison Halloween candy. Not that could be like actually backed up with reports and stuff. Mm. Yeah. On March 31st, 1984, after appeal, after appeal, after appeal, was put to rest. Because Ronald Clark O'Brien's lawyers were just like slapping the court with appeals, trying to get him out. Well, that's that's what happens when you get sentenced to death. Right. You know. So after they couldn't ha- they couldn't appeal anything else, Ronald Clark O'Brien was finally sat down. Well, I can't call it Old Sparky because that was in Florida. I would say any electric chair you could call Old Sparky. Okay. He was finally sat down in old Sparky to be put to death. It wasn't the old Sparky, but it was a good good option. Yeah. It was old Sparky's cousin from Texas. Yeah, there you go. I don't really know. I can't think of a clever name. Old Zappy. Old Zappy. At 12.48 a.m., Ronald Clark O'Brien was finally pronounced dead. Well, shit. Or about to end that time. Recording this episode. Guys, this has been a great fucking spooky season. I Let know. me just tell you. We've had it all. We've had the paranormal. We've had cryptids. We've had fucking blood-sucking vampires. And we finished it out with the man who killed Halloween. It's so funny that Halloween is the peak of spooky season, but it is also the end of spooky season. It really is. It, it bums me out. It's it's kind of a bummer, but I'm excited for what comes after. Me too. Because it's wintertime coming up, which means it's chilly out and we have cold cases to do. And I have cold case playing card decks. So next week, or I guess this Friday, because this episode's coming out on a Monday for Halloween, but we're doing a cryptid 
and then we're getting into cold cases. So get ready for that because we got a ton of wild shit to cover. And we even have a giveaway involving a uh, cold case playing card deck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, three giveaway. Three? Oh, we're giving away three? Yeah, I had. They sent me six in total. No shit. Yeah, I've got one set for us, and then there's a whole other set that I can sweet. Like, oh my god, you guys! Are- there's three. I have three. So, we're gonna come up with some kind of idea how to. The, all right. So the way this is gonna work is. We're going to do the top three people and we'll post the rules on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to, but we're going to run it off Instagram. Fuck it. We're going to run it off Instagram. Mm -hmm. That, that seems to be where we get the most action at social media wise. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at creeps in the crypt. Uh, we'll run the contest off Instagram. The top three places will get a uh, cold case playing card deck. Wee! So that's going to be fucking awesome. And we'll give that away in December. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We will uh, we'll hammer out the details uh, halfway through November. <laughs> and we'll fucking figure it out. Hell yeah. But we'll make sure you guys have a good amount of time to do that. But yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, Download the episodes. Follow us on all the socials. And we love you. Leave us reviews. You're the best. Stay spooky. Stay creepy. (laughs) 